Welcome to Daily Conference for Entrepreneurs. In this episode, we will, you will discover what role meditation and spiritual practice actually have in success, how to bypass limiting beliefs, how to balance inspired action and surrender to unlimited success. And you will get to watch yourself, yours truly, get exposed and coached by Daniel Mangana. Today, I have an amazing guest. Daniel is an amazing friend. This guy is the real deal. And uh, we are talking about why you should stop meditating and how meditation is actually uh, taking you off track the way you're doing it. So um, welcome, Daniel. Good to see you, my friend. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Happy to be here. And sorry for being a couple of minutes late. I was wiggling around trying to find the StreamYard link. It wasn't where it normally, it wasn't where it normally is, but we got there at the end. All good. All but good. Welcome to give you. being a couple of minutes late. So um, today we're talking about why mindfulness is sabotaging your success, which is an amazing topic. This is a, a little contrary to the popular belief that you should be, you know, meditating all day long and, you know, mm -hmm. the rest of it. So if you think that's interesting, uh, uh, you know, stick around, uh, set aside all the distractions, all the phones, apps and the rest of it and stay tuned for a very interesting conversation. And as usual, please make sure you like and subscribe to the channel that's supporting us. Uh, by spreading the message and, you know, uh, getting the word out there. And if you know a friend that could benefit from this conversation, please tag them and or send them the link. Let me do the proper introduction to my friend Daniel, and we're going to dive into a very interesting conversation. Daniel Mangana is a successful entrepreneur, best-selling author, podcast host of Do It With Dan and Beyond Success, a life and business transformation coach and an international public speaker who is known for programs and content that take clients and students to the next level of living. He has helped thousands of people across the globe achieve wealth mastery and truly abundant lives. He has been featured on CNN, CBS, Fox, The Jack Canfield Show, and in Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazines. Daniel's mission is to spread his, his teachings with the intention to awaken people to the importance of their unique role and enable them to manifest their dream life. Welcome, Daniel. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for having me. It's always really you? awkward. It's really, really awkward to hear the, the list of the things, <clears throat> but we digress. <laughs> All right. Good. Where about are you? Uh, I'm in Cabo in Mexico. I'm from East London. That's where the accent's from. But I live nice. in Cabo down in Mexico. Amazing. What's the weather like so far? Uh, it rains here about 12 days a year, so it's sunny the rest of the year. Wow. Do you guys have like a shortage of water? Uh, we're right by the sea, so no, not Things really. Are good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Daniel, what is your story? Uh, my story is broken into a trilogy. I like to describe it. The first one was I was an early start entrepreneur, reading books like Think and Grow Rich at sixteen or seventeen. Taught myself to make computers when I was thirteen. Made my first million when I was nineteen. Lost it by the time I was twenty. Made it again. Lost it by twenty-three. That takes us into book two. Book two was that after that second loss, I got taken out for the count. The first time I lost everything, I dusted off my shoulders. I said, that's all right. I'm going to go and do it again. And I did. When I lost everything the second time, I was really taken out. And I actually went into a really deep, dark place. And the next chapter or the next book in the trilogy was me moving out of that dark place and then coming to this third chapter where it's sharing all of that journey with people through the podcast, meeting, meeting and sharing 
with your beautiful audience and audiences like it, my books and so on and so forth. And now I get to do that every day. Love it. What was the second? Was there a second book that? that... Yeah, the second book was from losing everything the second time to rebuilding up, uh, building up my, myself uh, from scratch. Is that the title of the book? Oh, no, no, no. Literally, my life. I, I describe my life as a trilogy. <laughs> oh, I'm not like, I describe, I describe my life as a trilogy. But my book, <laughs> Stepping Beyond Intention, is basically everything up until like this last chapter. So, you know, the experience is what I use to get out of that dark place, how it serves me today and how it serves others. Fair enough. Uh, so, you know, I, th I was like, I thought there was the first book was Think and Grow Rich. And I was waiting for the second book. <laughs> no, no. I was reading books like Think and Grow Rich when I was a teenager. Um, and that's what actually supported me in creating the early success, which didn't stay. And when it went, Absolutely. then I moved on to the second chapter of my life. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what do you do these days and who do you serve? Uh, really, we serve entrepreneurially minded people because not everybody's an entrepreneur. Um, some of the people that work with us are in a career. They've got a side hustle or they're an investor, but they're entrepreneurially minded. So they, they're interested in creating value in doing something business-esque, but not necessarily a business owner. But what we support them primarily doing is just coming to a place of awesome abundance. And for me, abundance is all my needs being met with overflow that allows me to give to others, whether that's my time, my energy, my resources. And that's not just about money either, because there are people that have got a lot of money that aren't abundant because they're in fear, they're in lack, they're in scarcity. Uh, they've got crap connections. They're not feeling great within themselves. Their body, their health in a mess. So people tend to come to us from one, one side. Either they've got all the other stuff abundantly and they want the money, or they've got the money and they need the other stuff abundantly. And we bring them to the place where they can have all of it using less time, less energy, and having more fun. Got it. All um, right. So um, let's dive to the topic, which is, I think, mm -hmm. is topic i've never heard of it before and i'm really looking forward to your explanation on this mm -hmm. why should we stop meditating and how is it sabotaging our success so first things first for the people that already got the pitchforks and the the gallows ready for me in order for something to stop it has to have been in motion so notice i don't say don't meditate i said stop so you have to be in the motion of meditating allow that to come to a natural end so that you can take care of everything else. Because I use this as an example. If you this morning, Mustafa, prayed, meditated, did your gratitude, your yoga, chanted or whatever, for a successful day in your business, visualized it, and then spent the rest of the day sitting on your sofa, eating French fries and watching trashy TV, what's the, what's the statistical likelihood that that thing that you prayed for in the morning is going to show up for you? Not very much. And yet, this is exactly what people do over the grand scheme of their life, right? They want a, a healthy relationship. They want more money. They want more fulfillment. They want to find their purpose. They'll spend three hours that morning in deep spiritual practice from 6 a.m. till 9 a.m. But then the rest of the day, not taking care of any of the things that need to be in place for that outcome to happen. Because yeah. here's the thing. Everything that shows up in our life is a result of actions, choices, behaviors, and environment. Everything. Absolutely yeah. everything. As much as 97% of those unconscious actions are happening because of our unconscious thoughts. So if I haven't done anything to address my unconscious thoughts, 
my unconscious habits are still going to be the same. I can pray as much as I want. I can meditate as much as I want. I can do as many ayahuasca ceremonies. I can spend as much time in the jungle, as much time with, with healers and holy people. If I haven't done anything about my unconscious thoughts, they will continue to play out exactly the same outcomes for me in my life because I have the same habits, behaviors, and the environment. And so when someone just meditates or just do mindfulness or just do spiritual practice, but don't care of the mindset, and don't address ensuring that the environment, their habits and behaviors support the new outcome, the likelihood of it coming is really low. I'm not saying it won't, but if it was going to work, it would have worked by now. I've seen people doing this kind of stuff for 10, 20, 30, one month, 50 years. She was hanging out with Ram Dass and doing LSD with him in the 70s and still was being challenged now. Why was she being challenged? Because she hadn't taken care of the other things also. Hmm. So you talk about meditating and like his mindset as a two separate things yes can you expand on that please now meditation has the capacity to have an impact on your mindset mm -hmm. one of my teachers dr joe dispenza did the science on this when we meditate we can rewire our brain but get this if my meditation is being done from a place of disempowerment of blame of guilt of shame if the thing I'm meditating or praying for isn't even aligned with what I really desire or I don't have a clear vision, then I'm still meditating into a brick wall. I'm it's like running towards a treadmill. So even if you have a successful crossover of your meditation and your practice into your mindset, if the, the earlier piece of the clear vision, goal or intention, or the end goal or the end piece of the actions and behaviors don't change, you're still not going to get the result. None of these things work in isolation. They might pair up a little bit. They may create a little party with two or three, but unless the entire spectrum is addressed and all connected to something that you really want, even if you do get the thing, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be fulfilled. You're going to be empty. 100%. So how do, how do we know if we are meditating with the right mindset in the right place and it's not like a disempowered negative place or like disjointed with, like the goal and the purpose that we're chasing? So for me, it's just bringing in a level of intentionality at every step. So really clear, this is the goal I have for my life. We do something with our clients called the Ideal Life Blueprint. So we take them through the Ideal Life Blueprint. And then against the Ideal Life Blueprint, we know what our spiritual practice is building to support, what we're building a foundation for, because it is important. It, is, it does serve an important foundation because our emotional state, our energy field, that has to be aligned. So we have to do these things. But the game doesn't end there and that's where people get stuck there's been all the oh i've cleared another energy block you know i'm going to the jungle i'm moving to bali or wherever they're going these days but then you're not doing your mindset you're not addressing your addressing your limiting beliefs you're not addressing the habitual thought patterns that you have of unworthiness of you're not ready of all of these stories and so guess what the practice ends up hitting a brick wall or even if it does come in at some point it will just revert back because you can't meditate all day you're still going to have to go out into the world you're still going to get met with douchey people. You're still going to get met with challenges. You're still going to get met with an environment that's going to trigger the old thoughts. So even if you do a two, three hour super meditation in the morning, you go out into the world, you have the triggers and a mindset that hasn't been changed, the belief systems that haven't been addressed. You're going to revert back to the old habits of behavior until you get back to the meditation in the morning. 100%. So seems like we need to overcome and address the limiting beliefs first 
before we start meditating or am I on the wrong track here? Here's the thing. I don't believe in cookie cutter approaches. I think we've all got our own journey. And for some people, addressing the limiting beliefs first might be what to do. Okay, and this is why it's important to have some kind of personalized experience at some level. You can get some groundwork done, but when you get to a certain place, you will need that. Whether it's that you develop the skill within yourself to personalize and tailor something to you that you read on in a book or listen to in a podcast or see it on youtube or whatever or whether you get someone to guide you there has to be some tailoring some personal some customization because for the most part scientifically speaking the limiting beliefs are going to be limited to your emotional state so if you haven't addressed the, the emotional state you're going to struggle to change the limiting beliefs because the emotional state is not going to support it so the way that we do it top down is we look at the way that this works so we've all heard of mind over matter the mental realm has a direct impact on the physical. But even the law recognizes the idea of crimes of passion, that the emotional state can impact the ability to think. But where do those emotions come from? They come from the environment. So I would say, get clear on what you want and then have an environment that supports you having that emotional identity because that will support you in having a lot less work to do changing those limiting beliefs. And when you do change those limiting beliefs, they'll be met by an emotional state that supports the new belief rather than an emotional state, which is hardwired to the old beliefs. How can I bring this? Like, how can I apply this to myself? Give me a situation. I'm trying to think of a situation. Mm -hmm. Can you help me even find a situation? Even a general one. Let's say, give me a goal of something that you've worked on in the past or you've been working on for a while. The goal in the past, um, or even one of your clients, one of the clients that you're working with, something that they're working on. A goal. Um, let's say a goal. Oh, I've got a lot of goals. Let me just. <laughs> um, uh, one goal would be to to sell a software that I have for half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it hasn't okay. happened yet. Okay. So first and foremost, why do you want to sell it for a half million dollars? Why do you want to sell it? What do you want a half million dollars for? Or is it the sale? What is it that you really want? Um, I've, I've worked on it since 2014. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm moving in a different direction. Mm -hmm. And I, I basically want to cash out and move on in a direction that I want to move on. So what you really want is freedom. Sure. So you don't want to sell the software. You want freedom. And you've, I, you've, lit, you've connected selling the software with the with the outcome that you actually want does that sound about right have i connected selling you with the outcome remember Maybe. most of this is most of this is happening at the unconscious level you're not sitting there saying oh okay i'm just going to connect the dots oh selling oh that's freedom and selling the the software at the unconscious level based on your response it appears that there may be this connection that's been made with i really want freedom Oh, if I sell this, then I'm going to have freedom. Does that sound about yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Pretty close. So what we're going to focus on not is, is not selling the software. What we're going to focus on is freedom, which we already know we hold a connection to in our mind with selling the software. Because okay. this is one of the crazy things about what I've seen over the last 20, 22 years in the way that the world universe works. When we focus on the outcome, 
some intelligence, whether you want to call it the universe, you want to call it spirit, you want to call it God, whatever you want to say, that intelligence organizes things in a way that goes beyond how we could even calculate it. We always get the perfect expression of our goal or intention, even if our goal or intention is unconsciously something negative. We're always going to get the perfect variation of it, the most perfect variation. So if freedom is what you want, it could be that you get even more resources from somewhere else. It could be that you sell it for more than half a million. It could Maybe. be that another one of your businesses sells for even more or something. We don't know. So what I say is rather than limiting ourselves to this is the outcome that I want, what is it that I want it for? And by releasing the way that it has to happen, I actually open up to receive that experience. Does that make sense? Okay. So what do I have to release to, I guess that would be the next question, right? Maybe. What do I have I mean, to what, release to? What, what I would say is not what, rather than focusing on the release, what am I moving towards? If I'm moving towards freedom, the next thing that I would do is I'd say, okay, when you think of freedom, when are some times in your life that you've been free or felt free? Can you think of any? When was the last time that I felt free? Not the last time, just a time in the past that you felt I feel really free right now. It was the Saturday, actually. Okay. So I want you to, in your mind's eye, go back to the experience of Saturday. Because that's okay. the feeling that you want on a regular basis. Okay. So now, the fact that you've had it before means that you're not, you haven't got a limiting belief about freedom. You may have a limiting belief about selling a company because you've not done this particular company before. But uh -huh. your mind doesn't have a barrier to Mustafa feeling free because Mustafa's felt free before. Yep. So limiting beliefs that may have been stopping you getting to the physical goal that you identified before no longer exist because it's something you've experienced in the past. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then the question becomes, what are some things that you can do today to bring more freedom into your experience? So here's the response that's coming up. I am worried about this software because mm -hmm. it's something that I don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. I want to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's coming up. But here's the crazy thing. The more that we push something away and resist it and that we don't want it, the deeper connection okay, that, we, that we create with it. So that actual repulsive, I want rid of this software, is probably why it hasn't sold yet because you've got an energetic bond to it that's being cemented every time you have that resistant energy. I do have the bond to it because we spent a lot of time and money on it and it hasn't yeah. had the returns that I was expecting. Mm -hmm. So and then I'm like, I, I'm just going to move in a different direction. And it just, it didn't work the way you I thought to, it would. I would say, I would say you, you would be served by doing some forgiveness work around that, doing some work around resentment because that energy is holding you connected to the energy of that business. We had this, I, I just did a live event just this past weekend here in Mexico, here in Cabo. And uh, it's always funny to watch because in the days after, people always start getting these miraculous things. So one woman, she manifested 50,000 this morning. Another woman, Erin, she's like, I want a book deal. She came back and found she had a book deal waiting for her when she got back. And that's because when you release something that you want, uh -huh. it allows it to come to you. It's really weird the way that this works. When you want something, you have to let it go. I actually Try... experienced that this morning, to be honest. There you go. So you've seen what I'm talking about. 
so I, I actually woke up this morning. I had a load of things to do, but mm -hmm. my inner my 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 inner talk is like we're not working. Mm -hmm. So I actually sat around. Mm -hmm. I read my book, did a squat until eleven a.m. Mm -hmm. and then and then uh, started working, and it mm -hmm. felt really good. Although mm -hmm. the sound in the back of my voice, head was like, "Oh, we got shit to do," and I'm like, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. "Right." Mm -hmm. Here's the deal: got an email like two hours ago from a customer prospect saying we're ready to move forward. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, that's oh, that's that's like exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that's like potentially a fifty-two, two hundred thousand dollar deal coming mm -hmm. through." I feel like if. I, so that's what happened today, basically. Well, here's, and here's, here's the crazy thing about this, right? And I, I say this to my guys all the time, and it takes a while for it to click in, but when it clicks in, it clicks in. Yeah. Action isn't the thing that creates the result. Action is the thing that allows you to receive the result. Okay. Right? Because the wheels have already, when you look at literally from a scientific perspective, what has to sh happen for something to move from being a thought or an idea into being part of your physical reality, the transition into physical reality is the final piece. It's the final piece. So it's, I like to call action the least important, but yet the most important thing at the same time. Because if I don't take the action, I can't receive the thing, but it's not the action that makes the thing, the action allows me to receive the thing. You being, now remember, I want everybody watching this to remember, Mustafa wasn't sitting around for his entire life. He'd already planted the seeds. He'd already put his work out there. He'd already built relationships. He's awesome at connecting with people and serving and creating a great, great value in the world, creating great reputation. So even if he didn't pull that prospect in himself, he's created an ecosystem where people were, if anybody ever needed anything even similar to what Mustafa offers, he's the first person that comes to mind and I'd send them to him, right? But today he was able to see that those seeds that had been planted before came up. And it wasn't anything that was on his to-do list for the day that made it happen. It was happening anyway. And when the time came, he could follow up with the prospect. He can get the contract out, send them the bill, and then serve them at the highest level. There's the action. But everything had already been put in motion before. Got it. So love that example and what you're going, what you're sharing. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to figure out what do I need to forgive and release about my software to... Um... The cost, you said... Remember you said, I've spent a lot of time on it. It hasn't done what I expected it to do. I spent a lot of money on it. That energy is keeping you lockstepped with it. Okay, so how do I how do I release or forgive that? And this is, again, this is where we, we the cookie-cutter approach doesn't work. And some people, they see the latest thing on YouTube. Oh, my God, this is the latest thing I'm going to clear with that. We actually did a, a, a summit, I want to say last month, called the Clearing Blocks to Abundance Summit, where uh -huh. we had, like, 30 people that offer different ways of clearing energy come and present different options. So what would actually happen is you would see which of those works for you. So for example, okay. tapping, I find EFT tapping really powerful for me to cut my emotional relationship to something. It doesn't work for everybody. Um, breath work I can do to some extent, but I know friends that do really deep breath work and I'm, I'm against it. I can't really do it. All right. Meditation is really good for me. Some people, they don't need to meditate. They can go and walk in the jungle and feel amazing and feel really good and have a healing experience. Not really my thing. Uh, we actually produce, uh, we've actually got a resource uh, called a clearing, 
encyclopedia that's got about 40 different modalities that you can play with and explore for you to build more stuff as personalized kit. And the thing is, is that some things will work for you, some things will work in different situations. So you can maybe look at um, journaling about it. You can look at tapping through. You can look at deeper energy work. Um, you can look at some therapy. Everyone's gonna have different things they can do at different times, but it's about finding what works for you as an individual. Again, this is a big challenge that people have, trying to do what other people have said that they should do, trying to follow other people's path, when actually it's your own path that really matters. So um, I I do spend time in the nature. I like that. Mm -hmm. I've tried tapping before. Didn't How particularly get me going. No. Yeah. Look, I've tried. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I do journaling like a few mm -hmm. times a week. Like mm -hmm. I just open my phone and I do the voice to text and I just do a brain dump and it works for me. Hand to paper. Actually, there's something scientific about the hand to paper. I know. Pen to yeah. paper as well. I'm, I'm a little lazy with that. So I do voice to text and I just, I just talk my brain out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. It's all energy moving. So it's all, it's all supportive. Yeah. Oh, you're absolutely right. When I write it down, it's it's more powerful for sure. Mm -hmm. So you're saying is it, it's a matter of testing different methodologies. Yeah, and, and, seeing, and, and literally seeing how you feel. How do you feel? Is there still an emotional charge around it? So if you can tap and it doesn't shift the emotional charge, drop it. If you tap and you find the emotional charge shifts, do more of it. If brain dumping leaves you feeling oh, lighter, then do more of that. Brain dump on all your stuff you're resentful for. Another oh, yeah. great super hack is um, timeline therapy. I did some timeline therapy with the um, one of the ladies that does it for our clients. I did some stuff with her a couple of years ago. And it was wild because I did the therapy and afterwards, she's like, so tell me how it feels to be anxious. I literally couldn't find the emotion within me. It was gone. It was like deleted. It's insane how it feels. Like it literally gets deleted from your brain. So you can try timeline therapy. And I've got some people I can suggest who are reasonably priced and really competent at delivering. Uh, we, we use them with our guys all the time. Yeah. It's like you go in and delete the memory that created the emotional charge. And then you don't have the charge anymore. It's wild. Delete the memory memory that created the charge. Yeah. Wow. I think I've done some of that actually, mm -hmm. but no, I, 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 I haven't called it timeline therapy, but mm -hmm. that is, so I've done the process of going through a, an event mm -hmm. and, and visualizing a different action and different outcome. And it did mm -hmm. actually work. Mm -hmm. Is that similar type of, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's visualization. You can rewrite the memory through visualization, but timeline therapy is a specific trademarked process that they take you through, which is really, really powerful. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So while we're at it, <clears throat> what's the best way to bypass a limiting belief? I have a hack that I'm going to share with you all. All right. So a lot of people go into where did the limiting belief come from? What lifetime? which experience has given it and all of the things. And I'm like, but my thing is, if I'm spending all of that time connecting to the memory, I'm actually just creating a deeper relationship to it. If I'm digging around in the weeds, like where did it come from? What caused it? This and that, blah, blah, blah. I'm actually creating a deeper relationship with it. 
And at the end okay. of the day, a limiting belief exists because I hold a story that something's not possible. I'm so certain that something's not possible that my brain is not going to move forward with it. So what if you are simply open to the idea that it's not true? And the way that I invite people to do it is to ask a question. Give me a limiting belief that a you have. Belief. A, limiting a limiting belief that you've got. What is a limiting belief? Can you give me some examples so I can make come up? Limiting. Um, anything what? around time, like you have to work hard to make money. Um, All right. Oh, oh, here's a one. Maybe yeah. we can work with this. Sometimes mm -hmm. I wake up in the morning and my belief is that I should wake, start working at 5, 6, 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. My inner self, uh, mm -hmm. uh, we're not starting at 5 a.m. And I've been yeah. struggling with this for actually quite a few years. Here's so the thing my, about that one. Oh, carry on. Sorry, I cut you. My my inner self goes, we're going to start work around 9 or 10 a.m. And don't mess with me. It's not going to happen. Don't bother me. Well, maybe that's the best time for you to work. Yeah, I stopped fighting it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because a, a lot of, again, you know, the sexiness of the 5 a.m. club and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I can't remember the name of the guy. I heard this guy on the Tony Robbins podcast, and he's like, that's rubbish because different people have different circadian rhythms, different biorhythms that mean that they operate option, optimally at different times. And actually trying to force yourself to play at a time when you're not optimally set up is going to reduce your productivity. It's actually better to build your life around your rhythm. So I fleet. Sometimes I'm early and sometimes I want to work late at night. And so I've really built my life around not having meetings start until a certain time. So I've got the flexibility. So I don't normally have meetings that start before about 9, 30, 10, apart from ones I can move if I need to, like team members, like one of my guys is in India, Sanjay. So if I'm, if it's late and I'm working late, it's going to be his morning because he speaks to me his nighttime. I can say to him, hey, Sanjay, are you available now? Or Sanjay, can we meet like the next day or whatever? So I've got the freedom to just honor the fact that I want to work late that day. Or if I go to bed early, I wake up early, I've got all of that free space that I can use to, to work instead. So I give myself that freedom. A lot of people are stuck. And I know this is digressing away from the actual question, but I did want to pop this out there. A lot of people are stuck trying to do something because everyone says they should do it. That's not even yeah. any good for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Was that a different but, limiting belief uh, or were you looking for something different? Yeah. I mean, we could do, let's just do like, let's just, let's just, let's just, let's, let's just do, I have to work hard to make money. I'm sure that's one. Most of the people watching and listening are going to have at some time that you have to work really hard to make money. However, mm -hmm. so this is the, the thing I would, this is the way that you do what you do. You ask yourself a really simple question. You don't resist a limiting belief as I teach it because resisting it gives it more power. You simply ask, can I be certain that this belief is true? Literally ask yourself this. Can I be certain that this belief is true? And see how you feel. Now, sometimes your mind might say, yes, I can be certain. And then do you know what you do? You ask how, how could I be certain? And listen to what the narrative is. And we don't resist any of it, we just listen. And in the listening, you're gonna get some clues about where the limiting belief is coming from. And then all that you need to do now that you've had that dialogue is go and look for some evidence, find someone that doesn't work hard. Richard Branson, I could mention him because we've, we've spoken about the fact that I was on his Island the other day. He's got a rule. You have to work half the day only. The rest of the day must be spent having fun. And he's got 400 companies started seven or $8 billion businesses. Doesn't have to work again. Just creates value for fun. Now, all right.
is is he an exception to the rule? Maybe, but because he exists, I can't hold with certainty the belief that I have to work hard to make money. Does that make sense? All right, here's a belief. Yeah. I'm thinking for the next three to four years, mm -hmm. I need to work. So so I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. Here's what I have in my mind. Tell me if it's a limiting belief. That mm -hmm. in the initial stages of a business, you're going to have mm -hmm. to work harder to mm -hmm. build and build up to a stage where you can take half the day off. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe. Maybe. You know, in the initial stages where I don't have a large team, I don't have mm -hmm. all the money and resources, I'll work harder to mm -hmm. build up to a stage where I'll take six months off, never mind half a day. Mm -hmm. But is that limiting belief or wh wh what do you think of that? So here's the thing. For me, a belief is only limiting if it limits your experience. Okay. So if it's not limiting your experience, then there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm going to work hard for the next three or four years with a plan to then be able to take six months off. But if you don't want to work hard for the next three or four years and with resentment and with negative energy, you're saying, I'm going to work hard for three or four years, but screw it. I don't really want to, but I'm going to do it because that's the only way for me to get the freedom. Now it's a limiting belief because it's stopping you living life on your own terms today. Hmm. Does that make sense? So how do I identify negative resentment? Do I just feel it? The emotion? So how do you feel? Like, how do you yeah, feel? Yeah. I mean, feel? sometimes we, we, we overcomplicate. Oh, how do I just how do you feel about it? Do you feel good at the idea of working for the next three or four years? Some people love working hard. And the idea of working hard for three or four years excites them. I'm really excited about it. Then it's not a limiting belief. It's just what you're going to do for the next three or four years. Yeah. And here's another thing I've, I've, I've had and it's coming up and I've, I've been wanting to work on. Mm -hmm. When I get a new customer, sometimes mm -hmm. I get lazy. Mm. And then, and I'm trying to figure out, I need to deliver on this. How do I get lazy? And then I have to mm -hmm. like work on myself to get up and do stuff that I've, you know, and I'm mm -hmm. trying to figure out the, the, the underlying um, emotion, thought, event, mm -hmm. or, and I'm going, my, my, in my mind, I'm going, how the hell am I getting lazy? Like, this is time to work. It could be that you're maybe not even necessarily lazy. But your excitement, because I know how excited you get about onboarding someone and getting ready to serve them. I, I yeah. know. Look, 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 your eyes are lighting up right yeah. now thinking about yeah. it. It could be that because that's such an elevated state, once you've had the payoff, it's almost like a come down. And so the come down mm. feels like you're being lazy, but actually it's just a come down from the excitement and it's not as exhilarating for you. Does that make sense? So maybe you're like, okay, I want the next rush of bringing someone in showing them what's possible, you know, showing them how they're going to change their life. It could just be that your energy isn't a completing energy. It's a starter energy. And so for someone like you, I would say all it would be is have like a COO or have a VA or someone who's going to manage then that delivery so that your drop in energy doesn't become a limiting factor in your business. If I was mapping your money DNA, I would probably say that your role doesn't include that operator. So I would say that you're probably maybe a manifesting generator who's uh, a blaze or a dynamo style that has um, an obliger tendency, something like that. That probably was going to be in your map based on what you've said, which would mean that getting things started, getting things going, you're in your yummy place, but then the completion isn't your role. Yeah, you need that's someone correct. that's going to 
steady the ship and hold the ship going. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just about setting yourself up to be supported to operate that way. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm good at. I'm going to hire and find a partner or someone that could do what I'm not. Do the rest. And that's it. Fair enough. And I thought, I think I already got that as well. Good. Actually, I I, I think I hired someone today that I'm pretty excited (laughs) about. I, I kid you not. I kid. Amazing. Love I'm it. It's the manifestation. Excited about uh, manifesting this person into my life. Mm-hmm. Good. I think I sh- she's got the right energy and the rest of it and right experience. So I'm very Beautiful. happy about that. Beautiful. Interesting. Som- sometimes we think that things are not exactly the way they should be. But when we talk about it, it's like, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. You're actually pretty good shape. Absolutely. Mm. Hmm. How can going back to the meditation piece? Because mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of hype around meditation, mm-hmm. and like I said, it's big problem is people meditate and meditate and they do nothing. They do nothing else. At, nothing at, wrong with I, meditation. Actually, it just, it just has a role. It just has a role. It just has a role to play. I've I've meditated. So mm-hmm. here's what I, my experience with meditation. Meditation works for me best when I'm mm-hmm. at the height of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I've got way too much going on and mm-hmm. I sit down for 10 minutes, half an hour and I calm down. Then I can feel the results, mm-hmm. emotion of calming down. But mm-hmm. if I do it every single day, mm-hmm. I, I personally, I don't get much out of it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? This is like, like you said, this is probably not an everyday practice for me. Mm-hmm. Going back to realizing what works for you and what doesn't work for you. For me, being in the nature, going for a drive in the morning in the countryside, mm-hmm. calling my people, mm-hmm. that's what works for me. And this is the thing, Mustafa. So many people are trying to do what everybody says to do. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they're actually disconnected from the thing that works for them. Because meditation as traditionally, we talk about meditation like, oh, medi-. it's not for everybody. But guess what? It's a tool that we can use to get to the thing that is for everyone, which is the meditative state on the other side. Some people get there with music. Some people get there with dancing. Some people get there in nature. Some people get it. it, There's a range of different ways that you can get there. Find your way, but keep it in its place, which is part of a holistic movement forward, a holistic personal development, a holistic series of practices that move you towards your goal. What do we have to say to people? We hear we hear this a lot. That where people I've heard say, "Be yourself, be yourself, be yourself." Mm-hmm. And sometimes my inner self is going. Right now, myself is not that great, and I'm not getting <laughs> what I want. And my, my, you know what? It's like my my shitty self is just not good enough right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do we? How do I? What's What's your response to that? It's like right now I'm being myself and I'm not getting what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm not happy with myself and I'm not getting a good response from my results and from people and the rest of it. And I, you, you mm-hmm. keep telling me that be yourself. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like in this no man's land where I'm trying to figure out who I need to be and how do I change that? So I think you kind of answered it there. Who do I need to be? Because it's still me being the person. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be someone else. I'm trying to be the version of me that's best suited to elicit the outcome that I want. If I'm just going to be myself, there's no growth there. I'm going to be the same person. It's the stagnation 
that you're going to go stale. So mm-hmm. we have to keep growing. Growth is a key aspect in nature. When something stops growing, that's when it dies. If we want to stay alive and be alive enough to enjoy our outcome, then we're kind of going to need to <laughs> change. We're going to, to change to keep it moving. Okay. And so, yeah, that's right. what I would say. Perfect. So what's the best way to start changing and becoming well, someone that I think I'm not right now? Well, the best way to start changing, I would say most certainly, is to get clear on who, on what I want, number one. Mm-hmm. And then the version of me that is able to hold what I want. That's what beliefs do I need? What emotional state do I need? What habits and behaviors do I need? So I need to be able to connect habits and behaviors, emotional states, beliefs with the outcome. Then I can start to develop the emotional state and make sure okay. my environment supports it. Then cool. I can look at what are the, what beliefs are stopping me get there then I can change those. Then what habits are stopping me get there? Then I can change those. So it's clarity and then we can make the right steps. We, that, that's great. And I think we already touched on it. What, how do we identify the beliefs that are stopping me from getting there? Well, look at the beliefs you've got. Well, first and foremost, I've got a, a Danism, all right? Danism? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the, your... It's my word. When I, when I make up a phrase, my guys, they call them Danisms, right? Oh yeah, okay. The mind does not lose and the environment does not lie. The mind does, the mind not, does not lose the and the environment does not lie. lie. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the unconscious mind moves at 10,000 to 10 million times the speed of the conscious mind. You are not going to catch up with it. it, it you're not going to catch up. It's too fast. That's right? how powerful it is. That's how powerful it is. And it's good because that means that when it's working for us, it's going to be churning out the results that we want at a pace that we can't even keep up with. Hmm. But here's the thing, here's the hack. That churning out at 10,000 to 10 million times the speed of our conscious mind is limited to our current emotional state. So everything that's churning out super fast is limited to my current emotional state in this moment. So if I'm managing my, sorry. Tell me more. Yeah, what what do you mean? So if I'm managing my emotional state to support my goal, it doesn't matter what's being fired out. The only things that are going to make it through into my habits and behaviors are the things that match my emotional state. So what I can do is I can curate an emotional state through my environment that filters out what's coming, what's firing off. And then I can consciously adjust my behavior to curate it to the outcome that I want, which creates more outcomes, which feeds back and supports my my belief system, actually creating more of what I want rather than what I don't want. So again, remember the limiting belief is what belief do I have that is stopping me doing what I want to do, stopping me live the life that I want to live. And you can address those quite simply by looking at your environment. What's showing up in my environment that I don't want? Okay, well, what belief system do I hold that naturally lends itself to the outcome? If someone's stuck at a particular income level, okay, what what beliefs and stories do I have around income? And all you need to do is just pay attention to what your inner your inner your inner voice, your self-talk is, those little things that you say. I remember when um back in 2018. I identified a really powerful limiting belief I had around relationship. And it wasn't even, I wasn't in a meditation. I was drinking a glass of wine with my friend, Jalissa. And I said one thing. I said, just as a throwaway comment, because you can't have everything in relationship. Throwaway comment. Thankfully, I've curated my environment so that the people in my world hold me accountable. They lift me up and they want the best for me. She stopped me in my tracks, said, say that again. 
And when I said it again, I realized what I'd said and what it meant. That was a limiting belief. I was saying that in relationship, I wasn't able to enjoy all of the benefits of a completely whole and healthy relationship. And that's why I wasn't having them up to that time because I was holding that belief. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like paying attention to what you say, what you do. And having people around you that support the best version of you. My friends, my friends don't let me do negative self-talk. They don't let me talk negatively or down about myself. They encourage me. They edify me. They lift me up. Who are you being coached by? What's your community? Are you being coached? Do you have a supportive community? Do you have supportive friends? If not, that's something you can start looking at today. And, and to, to your comment, uh, I think a supportive community is not necessarily giving you all, uh, you know, nice supportive stuff all the time. Yeah, sometimes sometimes they're calling you up. out. Yeah. They're like, what, what the hell did you just say? You know? Yeah. They're calling you out, lifted you yeah, up. Yeah. They call you tough out love, on your, tough on your part stuff, of it. right? Yeah. Love tough love's part of it. Someone yeah. who really loves you isn't going to let you be a crappy version of yourself. They're going to hold you to the high standard. Absolutely. Mm. You know, I, I've been, I think I've been looking for that because uh, I, I, if, if you're my friend, I would mm -hmm. actually call you out. And so some people don't like it. Some people don't like it. And you know what? I only call out people who I have an agreement that they want to be called out. I don't call out people that That's haven't right. asked me to call them out. hundred percent. Right. So like my, one Perfect. of my best friends, Gus, we call each other out all the time. Like there was a time when I was meant to be doing more working out. And he's like, bro, I haven't heard about you going to the gym. Like, you don't want to be a fat, <laughs> a fat B, do you? <laughs> You've got to go and do it. And he was messaging me like, hey, have you gone to the gym today? He's like, oh, I've got, I've got to go and do the thing. Right? He's like, he's holding me accountable. Yeah. I put out a piece yeah. of content. He's like, bro, that you could have done better than that. Like, come on, Absolutely. like, what's going on? You know? 100%. And having someone like that is really crucial. Like, a buddy of mine, uh, we have a weekly uh, meeting on Fridays where mm -hmm. we support each other. Mm -hmm. and it's funny he's like uh when was it a few weeks ago he he's like mustafa you're constantly distracted as we're talking that's really mm -hmm. bad and i'm like oh you're absolutely mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so since he called it out it has like minimized mm -hmm. and the other thing as well is we have to be ready to receive that we have to be comfortable with actually growing and actually not committed to being the same person otherwise we're not going to receive it anyway Love it. So a couple of things, gang, if you're watching or listening, a um, couple of questions that, that, that may help with this is what beliefs do I have that is stopping me from getting what I want? Mm -hmm. What is showing up in my environment and in my life that I don't want? Mm -hmm. What beliefs do I have around that thing or around mm -hmm. your income or a, a, a lack of it or excess of it? Mm -hmm. And then paying attention to self-talk. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what am I saying? And having friends that are supportive and, you know, being okay with getting called out on on things, which may help. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I think we've given them enough. I mean, just pick one one of these things, guys. Pick one of those prompts. Work with that prompt for a little bit, for a week or two. See the result. Get some results so that you can start to develop a positive belief system around it. Love it. So, and now that we're talking about meditation, give us, give us your perspective on what would the, be the right way to meditate. The right way to meditate is the one that actually gets you closer to your goal. You okay. can have a meditation that makes you feel amazing, but it's not moving you any closer to your goal or your intended outcome. 
I feel so amazing. I feel good. But your life's not working. So what's going on? You only feel good when you're in that meditation. So what's going on with the rest of your, the rest of your life? What's going on with the rest of it? So what is getting you closer to your goal? It's the same with the, what is the best action to take? What action is getting you closer to your goal? Absolutely. So again, as you're watching, like this, that very question uh, of this is not working, what's going on? And and to your Dan's earlier comment about actually writing things down, when mm -hmm. you ask, I, I, here's my experience. Um, when I've had to ask that question from myself and I sat somewhere quietly, things come up, mm -hmm. right? Like what's going on? And something comes up, here's what's happening. And then I keep mm -hmm. asking the question, right? Mm -hmm. What's working? What is not working? What's going on? I come up with answers and... Uh, it's been very powerful. Like mm -hmm. yeah, so what I'm trying to say is he's he's sharing some real good stuff here and mm -hmm. uh things to take action on. Um then how how do we balance action mm -hmm. and surrender to unlimited success? So again, action is how we receive. It's not the thing that does the work. And also, I think oftentimes we're trying to take action to try and control everything. We don't have the computing power or the ability to control everything. So there's a certain amount of surrender to the results of our actions, the results of our new belief system, the results of our new emotional state, letting that do its thing and then stepping in and taking the action that's available to us right now. If there's nothing that you can do here in this moment to move you towards your goal at all, then relax. Enjoy your life. Go for a walk. Watch something silly, spend some time with your family, go work out, do something <laughs> that you can do. And then when it arises, that there's something for you to do, take some action on it. And other than that, let things work out. You're not going to be able to control everything. So stop wasting your energy, burning out and driving yourself mad trying to. I guess, I guess we get, we become control freaks and, and and like try to do so much to speed up the process and mm -hmm. so what advice do you have for identifying the right practices mm -hmm. at, so to help us get better results in action and 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 you know and like how do we balance out like and you touched on it already Mm -hmm. I just want to uh, make it more clear as to I'm working really hard. I want to, you know, get this done. I want hard to work, hard work. If so, here's here's another Danism, right? If it doesn't work all the time, it's not a rule. Like if something's a rule or a law, it will work all the time. Okay, so if hard work leads to results, was a rule or a law, everybody who worked hard would get a result. But we all know someone who works hard and doesn't get anywhere. So we can't call it a rule or a law that if I work hard, I'm going to get what I want. So drop that illusion, drop that story. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Beautiful. Dan, can you please uh, tell us about uh, your gift of money manifestation masterclass? So, um, you know, we've spoken about these different aspects of ourselves, these different levels that we move through in order to, to get to where we want to get to and what i do with this masterclass, which is over four sessions um this was a paid workshop that people paid money to go to we actually sell it it's not like some free download or whatever it's an actual an actual an actual thing that we're gifting all right we go through all right let's deal with the goals the intentions dealing with those programs let's deal with the emotional state let's deal with the mindset let's deal with the actions 
so it goes through each of those one session it's about 40 minutes per session or something like that so do that i suggest doing it over four weeks do one apply it spend some time with it see your results get some evidence come back and do the next one uh, but you'll definitely get something out of it people really get miracles playing with this so is this a uh, just so that people know what they're getting is this something like a a, a live master class it's or a recording it it's a recording record it and you, they yeah. do it over a span of four weeks i say just take some time between each one don't just sit and watch all four of them back to back watch one give it some time to integrate and then come back ideally do it over a couple of weeks at least got it so they they do have access to it for a couple yep. of weeks. It's not you, like it yep. once in They've got lifetime access. They've got it forever. We're not taking Love it back. It. They've got it forever. Love it. So gang, uh, if you're watching or listening uh, to get access to Dan's uh, Money Master Manifestation Masterclass, go to dreamwithdan.com forward slash gift by Dan. All one word, gift by gift Dan. By oh, dreamwithdan.com forward slash gift by Dan. To get access to this and you have uh, lifetime access to it and uh, so i appreciate that that generous gift there dan oh, my pleasure that is amazing so let me ask you a few personal questions if that's okay with you sure what's a new thing you have tried recently a new thing that i've tried recently um new thing that i've tried recently ah tennis tennis i've started tennis amazing 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 Cool. Uh, what are your top two or th three favorite books of all time? Um, I've actually got five that I live by and I review it regularly. So the top five right now are The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Wattles, Relating Revolution by Chris with a K, Kelka, K-E-L-K-A-R, and his wife, Minal Kelka, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer, and The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Your superior man, amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. Science together. I've read Science together. Rich. Uh, I don't think I've read the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Amazing books. Love mm -hmm. it. Love it. What's one advice that made a massive impact on your life or on your business? Um, don't get so obsessed with what you think other people are thinking about you. They're probably not thinking about you at all obsessed with what people think don't get obsessed with what people think of you well what you think people think about you what you think tell me more about that so so often we're making choices because we think oh what are people are going to think or i can't do that what will people think i've got to do that because people will think and they're probably not even thinking about you <laughs> and so you're giving your power away to actually direct your choices for what is going to serve you because you're thinking about someone who's probably not thinking about you at all Love it. Love it. Dan, if you had a Google or a Facebook ad where everyone mm -hmm. on the web around the world could see, mm -hmm. what would your message be for the people of Earth? For the people of Earth? Abundance is not something that you have to hustle for. It's something that's yours every day if you just step into it. Try that one more time, please. Abundance is not something that you have to hustle for. It's something that's available to you every day if you just step into it. I love it. Could you expand on that a little more? Yeah. So uh, my whole thing, you know, abundance is natural. When you look at nature, abundance isn't something that anything in nature hustles for. Anything in nature actually is naturally abundant. All of its needs are naturally met and it moves in an ecosystem that honors that. 
the only time that that starts to break down as a story is when humans get involved we have our ego we have our stuff but even in the face of humans getting involved nature still returns to an equilibrium of abundance we've forgotten that but it's still available for us to remember and come back to love it love it Dan, this, Daniel, this has been an amazing uh, uh, conversation. I personally got so much out of it. Uh, thank you for being open to uh, play with me, coach me, and share your message with uh, my audience. Is there anything that you'd like to add that we didn't get the chance to talk about? Just don't take all this life stuff so seriously. None of us are getting out of it alive. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Gang, thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions for me or Dan, put them in a comment on social media on whichever channel you're watching. As usual, please uh, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel uh, if you know someone that could benefit from this conversation. And I think almost everyone around me could benefit from this conversation. That's why I bring amazing people like Dan and share their expertise and and their uh, you know knowledge with them. So, uh, yeah, that's it uh, for me this week. Uh, thank you for joining me. Have a great week. Much love and success to you and abundance to you and your family and everyone around you. And you. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Bye now.